is the Under Center Podcast. Let's get into the late slate of games. Um, and let's start with the Carolina Panthers, of course, one and four, and head coach Les traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Super Bowl champion Rams, who are two and three. It looks like PJ Walker is going to start this game. And interestingly enough, we talked about some interesting Carson Wentz uh, stat, uh, stats. Let's ha- look at this one, right? Can I've he- seen the stat. Yeah, yeah. Um, in uh, his season day or last week, um, in his season debut, he was uh, fifty five out of six for an eighty three rating. But he is two and zero as a starter and can join Kyle Allen, Devin Hodges, and Cooper Rush as undrafted QBs to win each of their first three career starts since the year two thousand. Now, that is. I don't know. I don't know which is better. The Carson Wentz undefeated on Thursday night or PJ Walker going 3-0 and and joining such an illustrious group like Duck Hodges and Kyle Allen and Cooper <laughs> Rush as undefeated in their first three career starts. Uh, on the uh, Rams side of things, you know, there's our only bright spark at the moment on offense is Cooper Cup. Um, he had seven catches for 125 yards and, of course, a t- touchdown last week. He leads the NFL with 49 receptions, the most by a player um, in the team's first five games of the season of all time and ranks second with 527 receiving yards. They are really struggling with um, getting everyone else involved. They tried to get Tyler Higby involved in the game there last week. Alan Robinson is fast, becoming probably the bust of the season um, so far. The, the defense is... Can, is still playing well. Um, the the playmakers are doing what they need to do. Aaron Donald and, and Jalen Ramsey especially. But Rain, since you are the Panthers fan, this is the first game now uh, under the Steve Wilkes uh, era, whether that's short term or long term. What are your thoughts ahead of this game? Okay, so what I like about this game is the fact that Matt Rill is gone. The shadow is no longer <laughs> hanging over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Baker Mayfield will more than likely not start this game, which means PJ Walker is in. And I do not expect Baker Mayfield to take another snap for the Panthers in his career. Um, That's simply a big because call. we've, we've really flipped on call. Baker Mayfield from the start of the season. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, look, look. This is all logic. All right. If so, are you saying PJ Panthers... Walker or Sam Darnold? Yes, 100% would take Sam Darnold at this stage. What? Uh, do you not remember what sits, happened last sits, year? He suits the scheme better, man. And Christian McCaffrey is healthy, and he looked like a competent quarterback in the first three weeks. Quick knock on wood. No. Quick knock on wood. Christian oh, McCaffrey's wow. healthy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this is it. But um, no, getting back to my point, um, Baker Mayfield, if he starts 70% of the snaps this season, uh, the fourth round pick that the Panthers gave away gets upgraded to a third round pick. Uh, the Panthers do not have a whole lot of draft capital going into next season. So it makes no logical sense for an interim head coach to keep going along with this guy who has proved he's a bust in the first five weeks of the season. Um, I think you're better off going with PJ Walker, who's a total unknown, or go back to uh, Sam Darnold uh, to, to just give him another shot. Like That would be the redemption story uh, of the season if he could come back and pull the Panthers back to a winning season. It's not going to happen, but it would be great if it did. Um, but then looking towards things that I don't like about this game, 
The Rams are coming off the back of an ugly defeat to the Cowboys, one that they didn't really expect either. So the tail's going to be a bit between the legs there. Uh, there's nothing more dangerous than a wounded animal. And I think Sean McVay is going to be uh, chomping at the bit to get another win under his belt here to get them back to 500. Uh, and I think that's going to be to the detriment of the Carolina Panthers. This is going to be a nasty one uh, for the Carolina Panthers. I tell you a fun stat I seen the other day. Um, the Panthers have outscored the Rams this season in total. Isn't that a fun stat? I can't remember where I seen it. It was That's on Reddit. It was on stat. Twitter. That's a fun stat. I enjoyed that stat. Having said that, this is a game the Rams needed badly need to go their way, and it seems like it just my head coach fired, starting a, an undrafted quarterback who, well, as we know, has won his first two starts, but still. Still a rookie quarterback. You got Christian McCaffrey, not a rookie quarterback, sorry, but like a undrafted quarterback uh, with not a lot of game experience. You still got Christian McCaffrey, but I think this is a game where the Rams, as you said, it re are coming off a, an ugly loss and need to get back on track. And this, is, if they don't win this one, we really need to start calling um, calling for somebody else to take the helm at, at the Rams or do something else. I don't know, but they need to change something up if they can lose to this team this week. Yeah, if ever there was a get-right game, it's the Panthers at one and four with their defense busted up, which they are at the moment. So it's also one yeah. of those games that could go the opposite way, and it'd be like a complete destruction of the Rams. But this is a very dangerous game, I think, for the Rams because it's so tough to go in the first game of a head coach because you don't exactly know what they're going to do, um, or what way they're going to scheme up things because. You know, you had tape on Matt Rule's Panthers for the last like few years. You don't have any tape on Steve Wilkes' Panthers now for the for these past, uh, obviously for the, because of the first game. There's been so many changes, especially on that Rams offense. Obviously losing OBJ, losing you know um, uh, Andrew Whitworth, losing even Sony Michelle in the running game because I'm sure they'd love him right now because they can't get anything going in the running game. Also. Some losses that they haven't hasn't been discussed, and it's very underrated. Is they've lost two important coaches on the offense as well. Kevin O'Connell, who was their offensive coordinator, who's the head coach of the Rams, and Wes Phillips, who was the tight ends coach, who's now the offensive coordinator at the Vikings now as well. You know, it didn't affect them so much last year when Brandon Staley left because that was on the defensive side of the things. I think um, who was it that came in that came in instead? Um, I can't remember, but if someone else came in and filled the hole, it was absolutely fine. But it just doesn't seem to be clicking so far in the offense. You're getting Detroit Lions and Matt Stafford at the moment, not Super Bowl winning quarterback Matt Stafford. It's just, it's it's really tough for, for them. I actually struggled to pick a winner in this one. Um, as you know, if you follow the show on our social media, that we do do a surprise of the week. And I think maybe the Panthers could be my surprise this week. And I think that they could possibly go to Los Angeles and possibly maybe turn over the Rams if Christian McCaffrey can have the game that we that he sh we hope he can have and if PJ Walker can limit mistakes as well. Yeah, I think another stat that kind of feeds into all that is um, the Panthers are the only team left in the league who have uh, every single play that they've played this season on offense, they've had the same five uh, offensive lineman out there for every single play 
on the flip side of that, the Rams, I think, have had six or seven different uh, offensive line combinations this season. So PJ Walker's going to feel nice and comfortable back there. And I don't think Matt Stafford will, particularly with Brian Burns coming off the edge. That is a huge thing with Brian Burns. Yeah, I was going to mention their their defensive line. Even Derek Brown as well has had a really good start to the year. So I think that is a huge thing for that like banged up O-line for the Rams too. So I think I'm going to lean towards the Panthers on this one for the, to be my surprise of the week. But uh, we're running short on time, so we'll try and get through some of these games as quick as we can. Um, we're going to go to an NFC West matchup next. It's the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Seattle to take... On the Seahawks, the Cardinals coming off that uh, heartbreaking 20-17 to loss against the Eagles. The Seahawks coming back from their loss of 39-22 against the, the New Orleans Saints. Both sides going through some changes, lost some important pieces in the offseason. Um, quarterback Kyler Murray is sort of, hasn't really started the season too well. On the opposite side, Geno Smith has defied everyone's expectations. It's going to be the first start for rookie running back Ken Walker after the injury to Rashad Penny, which ruled him out for the rest of the season. The big thing on this game, of course, is that Seahawks defense and how poor that Seahawks defense has been this year. And it can't continue to be poor for this. It can't continue to be poor before things change. Um, I still don't know, though, if they're going to actually get things right in time for this game. Side note as well, that this is meant to kick off at 4.05 Eastern time, 9.05 Irish time. But there is a chance if the Seattle Mariners baseball team take it to a game four in their playoff game, it's played on the same day. And Seattle have said that they will move their time from uh, 4.05 Eastern to... 5 30 eastern or half 10 irish time so there could be some switching around in that game too but you know because of the home advantage and because how well gino is playing and i think the 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 cardinals defense is quite poor um i'm gonna lean towards a seahawks win on this game but uh jake i'll start you first on this um who do you think is uh gonna come out on top yeah, tough game, as you said. Both both poor defenses. Uh the the Gino experiment seems to be going very right for the Seahawks and, and he he might be able to put up some points on the on the old Carolina or Cardinals uh, defense. Having said that, um I feel like I might be leaning towards the Cardinals win this one. Um might be just a bit of a get right game for Kyler Murray and the crew. So um I think I'm gonna go with that one. They got that Eno Benjamin coming back in now. Uh, starting to play James Conner has a couple of touchdowns on the season so we'll have to see how that goes but I'm, I'm I think I might be leaning Cardinals on this one yeah I you see for me the Seahawks have a bad defense but the Cardinals are just a bad football team they're putrid <laughs> on offense in the first half uh, and I think that the Seahawks can rack up a few points in the first half and get the job done early out there I have always been a passenger on the Geno Smith train, but I'm the full-on conductor now. Uh, I'm riding that bandwagon all the way home. Uh, I think he's going to have a big game again uh, at the weekend against the Cardinals, and I think he's going to get out to an early lead, and I think that's going to be the difference. The Seahawks are winning this game. Mm -hmm. A crazy stat that I saw during the week as well, that the Seahawks have also have always been known as having poor offensive lines. 
this year their pass block win rate is second in the league at 66 percent um uh, and and that's with two rookie tackles as well on either side charles cross and abe lucas there too so i think the the seahawks o line has been sneakily good Obviously, with the likes of JJ Watt there on that line, he's really going to test them. I think for the likes of you know playing up against the likes of Cam Jordan and and Marcus Davenport gave him a good test and he held up well. It's going to be important for them to hold up to give that running game an opportunity and to give Gino the time to throw the ball. But um, I think they will. Um, it's going to be important for the Seahawks defense, especially that defensive line, to actually try and get pressure on Kyle Murray, make him uncomfortable, make him have to. And leave the pocket and throw it. And then the linebackers of Jordan Brooks and, and Cody Barton have to be on alert if he does break out that they are there to stop and make sure he doesn't run for for too much as well. But I am going to go and lean towards a Seahawks win. Did everyone pick their winners on this game? Sorry, before I move on. I think we were pretty Cardinal yeah. Seahawks, Seahawks on this one. Yeah. Just, just before we move on, I think the reason that the uh, pass block rate is as good as it is for the Seahawks is that they now have a quarterback worth protecting. <laughs> well, look, um, I won't say any more after that. We'll wait until we preview a Broncos game before I say on about that. But uh, let's move on to the last of the, the late games. And crazily enough, this game is not prime time. It's the Bills traveling to the Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Both teams are four and one. Josh Allen against Patrick Mahomes again in a repeat of the AFC uh, Championship game last season, which ended in fireworks, and the whole game was fireworks. And I cannot wait for this game, and I have no clue who's going to win. <laughs> so, Jake, I'm going to let you start on this one. Perfect. I'll give you a stat here I read the other day. This is like the second time in Patrick Mahomes' career that he's not the favorite in his home stadium. That's just saying how strong this Bills team is against. Let's just be honest with the Chiefs this year. They're winning, but they're kind of winning ugly, if that makes sense. They don't seem to be as crisp and as smooth as they have been in, in last year, the previous years. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously Patrick Mahomes, but they just, every they have to grind out the wins by the looks of things. Every time I watch them, it's like there's no smooth kind of play going on. We did see um, we did see Travis Kelsey have a big game on him last week, four touchdowns, but only 25 yards receiving. It's just like this is crazy. I don't know. This is the game of the week. Obviously, we all have it on our calendars to watch this one. Uh, I'm all in on this one. I don't know who to pick either, There, I have no idea. I, I may be leaning towards the Bills, just how they've looked a bit more smooth for me, but, man, this is going to be a good game. Yeah. You actually, I, I actually, just before, Rain, yeah. sorry, I just went, because you made a, a great thing there about Travis Kelsey, and I, I, I compare it to, like, four touchdowns and only getting, like, 25 yards receiving. It's like in football with Erling Haaland at the moment. He has eight touches in the game and scores, like, four goals. You know, he doesn't touch the ball, but anytime he gets it, he's scoring goals, or like Travis Kelsey is scoring touchdowns. But sorry, Reem, to interrupt you there. Yeah, I was gonna say that I actually like this kind of chaoticness that the Chiefs have this season, that it's not as, as smooth sailing as it is. Uh, you had a nice stat to start out, Jake. I have a stat too. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has not thrown a touchdown to a wide receiver in the last three weeks but he has eight touchdown passes in that span. That's an insane stat. stat. That's crazy. Stat. 
And it means that they're getting the job done in different ways, right? Their, uh, their receiving core is not as good as it has been in the last few years, but that doesn't really matter when you have the Chiefs, you have Enemy, you have Reed on that sideline calling in wacky plays and getting the job done. I like the Chiefs in this one, particularly because they're at home in Arrowhead Stadium. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one, although it's not going to be by much. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, the Chiefs won the AFC Championship game. Earlier on that year, I think it was week two or week three of that season last season, the Bills did play the Chiefs in Arrowhead as well, and the, the Bills won that game. Um, and that was sort of the Bills setting and making a statement for that season. Um, I think we could see something similar again. I do think that maybe I, I hearing both of you talk about both teams, I'm kind of have like one on each shoulder here telling me which team to go yeah. for. Um, I think I'm going to lead towards the, the Bill side of things at the moment. I think that they just have too much about them. I think they're just too dangerous at the moment. Um, and I think that Bill's defense, especially, is a lot is is so much more dangerous than the the Chiefs' defense. Um, both of these quarterbacks, improvisers, can get out of pocket, can run, can run, pass on the run, can do that. Um, that stat of like eight touchdown passes and none to a wide receiver just means that it's going to be a wide receiver this week. He has to get it to because I've been burned. I think two weeks now saying that a wide receiver would score a touchdown on a bet and he hasn't. So, um, because Travis Kelsey odds are always too short for my liking anyway. Um, both teams strange enough too are both are struggling with the run game. Um, they're, quote unquote lead back struggled last week you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire didn't have a great week last week and neither did Devil Singletary for the for the Bills so they went to the to their backups and Jerick McKinnon had a good game for the Chiefs and then it was was it Zach Moss no it wasn't it was James Cook that scored a touchdown for the Bills against the, the Steelers last week so it, it'd be interesting to see how the running game gets on too but yeah, I think I'm going to lean for a Bills victory in this game. And like I said, an absolutely crazy game that it's not going to be as prime time. But it just means us Irish fans can watch it and it's going to be great. Because we get a, we get Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call too. So that's always fun. Um, right, two games left. Let's get through these uh, quickly. It's the two primetime games. It is Sunday Night Football first. The 4-1 Dallas Cowboys t- Traveling to Philadelphia to take on the undefeated 5-0 Eagles. Jake, you are the NFC East fan in this group. So I'm going to let you start on this one. Yeah, I don't know. This is crazy. Whoever thought the Cowboys start Cooper Rush would be uh, three wins in a row with him starting. So um, that's just crazy for them that the running backs they have seem to do it quite well it looks sometimes it looks Zeke's better sometimes Tony Pollard's playing better CeeDee Lamb is playing out of his mind Micah Parsons is playing out of his mind that D-line is just incredible now we can all agree none of us like Trayvon Diggs and we can all just harp on that as much as we like but uh it seems like they're good I don't know it's annoying me that they're good with their backup quarterback and stuff um but then on the Eagles side we just know they're 5-0 it's just an incredible team for them to have started so well, Jalen Hurts seems to have changed from what looked like a rushing only quarterback to someone who actually can throw the ball now. Um, maybe that AJ Brown trade in the offseason has done more good than we ever thought it would have for that team. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's a good game actually. I think all these matchups tend to be good, especially with the NFC beast this year. So, 
I don't know who, who to pick. I'm going to stick with the Eagles in this one. They're going to go 6-0. and I think they're just that, that much stronger than the Cowboys. Yeah, for, for me, I, I want to roll it back to when we were discussing the start of the season and we were starting talking about how Cowboys fans have been pretty quiet this year and I'm worried that it might be their year. It's looking pretty hot as a take right now um, with them being at 4-1 and one at the moment. And that defense is mean. Now, I don't like the secondary very much. They keep getting burned for big yardage, and most of that is down to Trayvon Diggs. Um, but it is the first real test that the Eagles have faced against the defense. Uh, that that front that the Cowboys have, I think they're going to really get in Jalen Hurts' face, make him throw the ball uh, off platform and stuff like that. And um, I think this might be a game where Jalen Hurts gives the ball away a couple of times, maybe by per- putting it on the turf or throwing a couple of interceptions. And I think that might be the key to a Cowboys victory. So I'm taking the Cowboys in this one. I'm just looking at the stat there. The the Eagles have a plus nine takeaway giveaway there. So they've they've taken away 11 balls and only given away two. So, I mean, that could happen. But And we know Trayvon Diggs likes to take his old interceptions for the punishment of big yard plays. But could could happen, all right. Could um, I think a big uh, factor in this game in the last few games has been Devonta Smith and how he's sort of you know stood up and has been a really really good wide receiver too to sort of help um, when they can't get the ball to AJ Brown. The 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 worry I have for the Eagles and and Rain we've talked about this on a previous show as well that I think this is the first sort of quality sort of defense that they're going to face now. Um, the Eagles they haven't really faced some quality before they faced the Cardinals last week they had not faced a team that had a winning record last year now they're facing um, two teams in two weeks that have actually went to the playoffs last year um, so it, it'll be interesting to see now I don't know would you guys know or not I actually haven't followed it up this week but is Dak Prescott in line to play no, he's not starting anyway. It, it seems that they're giving him another week off and letting Cooper Rush go at it. Right, okay. Okay, that's all. that's okay then. Um, I think if, if Dak was to play, I would be worried for the the Cowboys in this just because he's coming in cold after a couple of weeks, especially going to um, the link to face uh, this Eagles defensive line for sure. That has been you know, wrecking teams a lot this year. I'm going to actually go for the Cowboys in this. As well, um, I think that um, the Eagles are going to have to lose at some stage, and I think this could be the game they do. Um, the the Dolph, the Cowboys showed that. Um, I think this I I crazy stat time because I found this crazy stat about uh, this too. The Cowboys are the only team in the NFL that have not allowed multiple touchdowns in a game. So that can not continue. At all. No, they've only allowed no this... more than one touchdown in a game. Um, so I think the Eagles as well showed last week against the Cardinals that, um, now it could be, or it could be passing touchdown, but it's definitely no more than one, um, in a game, but the Eagles showed, especially last week that like in the second half, they just didn't come out the first half. They played well against the, the Cardinals and sort of were, you know, you know, imposing their will on the team. And I think that's, what's going to happen again this year. Or this, the, I, that could happen this week, but I worry about the second half. I am going to go for the Cowboys to win this, and both sides will end the week at five and one. 
nothing else to say about that. That's that's what I like to hear. I like to hear that sounds <laughs> a nice silence. While we move on to the last game of the week, it's the Monday Night Football. It is an AFC West matchup. It is Denver Broncos traveling to LA to take on the LA Chargers. Uh, of course, the Broncos coming off that terrible, awful, I can't say any more about it, like unwatchable game against the Colts where they lost in overtime 12 to 9. The Chargers escaped Cleveland with a, a 30 to 28 win. Um, where they should have actually really lost that game. I have a lot of issues, and I was going to say it earlier on this week. Unfortunately, we didn't get the chance to look back at last week, but I'll say it now. These crazy, stupid, fourth and short calls near the end of the game have to stop. Brandon Staley almost lost that game for the Chargers last week because he couldn't just punt a ball into the 20 or the 10-yard line on the Cleveland Browns side of things with a minute to go when Cleveland had no timeouts left. Where in analytics does it say when you're on your own 40-yard line with one minute left, two points up to go for it on fourth and second instead of punting a ball when the other team has no timeouts? I don't get it. Um, but I still think, though, the Chargers are going to play well in this game and, and win against the Broncos. I'm not convinced by the Broncos' offense. I'm not convinced they're going to get it fixed in time um, despite their little mini-buy at the moment. Um and I think Broncos fans are, are are starting to turn a bit. They're they're this close, this close to to uh, to shit hitting the fan if it hasn't already, and um, before it gets really ugly. But uh, Ryan, um, I'll I'll go to you next on this one. What are you thinking ahead of the Monday Night Football? Yeah, just um, going back quickly to what you said about the analytics. I saw a great quote during the week that was, uh, head coaches will jump out of a window before taking the stairs because analytics tells them it's faster. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, that kind of struck a, a, not a nerve, but it, it definitely resonated with me. Uh, yeah, like you said, Dara, I can't see the Chargers coming out of this game with a loss because the Broncos have just been dysfunctional so far this season. Their pass game is broken. The running game is now broken since Javante Williams went down. Um, so I just see no positives with the Broncos at the moment. I'm sure they will get it figured out at some point in the season. But right now, they haven't got it done. Uh, and the Chargers are a good football team. So they're going to win this game. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I just think the Broncos are just woeful in almost every phase of the game right now. Especially down in the red zone where they're like the worst team in the nfl i'm sure at this stage in the in the season they just can't seem to score properly it seems to be that their kicker is having a good workout every single sunday and his legs probably sore at this stage of the season um i could just see justin herbert herbert austin eckler and and just no stopping them so i'm absolutely leading the charges on this one yeah and the injuries are stacking up for the broncos as well they lost garrett bowles to that broken leg Randy Gregory went on IR before the game. So many injuries happening, and I, I just I can't see things going well for the Broncos in this game, especially with the likes of Marlon Mack ready to feast on, on Russell Wilson's soul for sure on this one. But that is where um, we are going to wrap up. That is all the games previewed this week. We hope you enjoy it. We hope it helps you in whatever. Um, if you do decide to do a few bets, let us know um, what you do in case if it helps make your decision before we go. 
this show, of course, was brought to you in partnership with Locker. Locker is a new sports app that centralizes premium sports content and puts the power in the hands of fans to personalize their world of sport, including a wide range of premium NFL sources that can be tailored to your fan experience. Download the app for free in the Irish and UK iOS and Play Store. Today, also make sure you're following us on our social channels at UnderCenterPod on Instagram and Twitter. Be kept up to date with the latest news. For, uh, YouTube, subscribe, Under Center Podcast. Same thing for wherever you get your podcasts. Under Center Podcast. Subscribe there. You'll get the show every week. you get it broken down too if you want to listen to it in bite-sized chunks. Rain and Jake, as always, thank you so much. Thank you. Yep. It's been a good one. Cheers. And we'll be back again next week to look back at week six and then look ahead to week seven. But until then, stay safe and we'll see you soon.